Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome, as you all fucking know this is the porcupine another random night another random fucking time because i don't want to drive to the studio it's a lot and my wife yells at me if i've got too much <laughs> so so i'm here i'm home i'm home chilling at the home studio which is just the spare room <laughs> in my fucking house but we're all here we're gonna have a good time together uh real quick just get some plugs out of the way for me again uh at adam nutter for all the social media uh i pretty much took the whole month of november off for stand-up except for one day, which is our uh, monthly pop-in show that we do, at the drop, uh, our drop temp show at the pop-in, uh, uh, Chalfont, PA, right outside of Philly. Two shows, a 7 and a 9.30, uh, November 20th. Uh, all your tickets, droptent.com slash events. They're already selling out. I say this every month. Can't keep telling you guys. Get your tickets now because, no, you can't come in at the door. There's physically no room. I can't help that. I'm not being a dick. I can't squeeze you guys into a place that doesn't exist. So. Get your tickets, droptent.com slash events. Uh, also, if you want to uh, support this me directly, uh, buy some shirts. Uh, droptent.com slash store for your porcupine shirts and all the other great shit. Uh, I think that's it for me personally. Yeah. All right. My guest for this today, the man, the myth, the legend. You know him. The man from, <laughs> the man from New Hampshire. Give it up for my man, Justin O'Donnell, everybody. Yo, what's up? What's up, Brother Barrett? Uh, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Uh, how is life in New Hampshire, sir? <laughs> I mean, it's it's freer than anywhere else, so I, I got to take that. I mean, it's almost winter. I had frost on my car for the first time, and I realized I haven't bought a new ice scraper thing in like six years, and so I finally did had to buy a new one. But, dude, I as much as I love your state for freeness and all that stuff, I hate. The Northeast <laughs> for weather. I I mean I'm from New York, hey, right? and then I moved from New York to PA. It all sucks. If if what's keeping you from freedom is your refusal to wear a coat, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, listen, <laughs> I like not wearing sleeves. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so, I wear shorts year round, man. Like people people get confused as hell. Me like, how do you wear shorts and sandals in the winter? I'm like, how oh, you get used to it? Yeah, no, I was always a weird. I was one of those weird short guys too. Like I'm a a bitch when it comes to cold weather <laughs> like, like i'm like wrap me up but i, I used yeah. to play football so like my legs were always just kind of numb to cold you know i was kind of like grew up yeah. getting used to it but yeah I, I hate the cold weather dude i'm like my nipples get hard <laughs> i want to go inside i hate it i'm too frail for the cold <laughs> yeah no, I, I thrive in the cold i love it that i i do go barefoot and sandals year round, and I wear shorts. It's, it's funny. There's a picture that goes around every winter as a meme. It's fucking hilarious. It's Adam Sandler walking down Elm Street in Manchester, New Hampshire, <laughs> just wearing gym shorts and a poofy coat with an iced coffee, with just piles of snow plowed up next to him. And it's just like you can take Adam's. It's like Adam Sandler will never not look like he's from Manchester, New Hampshire. Dude, Adam Sandler looks like every dad on Staten Island, like in the winter, like like every Italian dad, like like when he dresses like that. Oh, I thought you were going for a Jew joke there, like no, <laughs> no, because every uh every Italian dad will like like oh the fuck like when it first snows, like they don't believe like it's gonna snow, so they will just be out there with like a heavy jacket and shorts still. And I'm like, hey man, it's 
snowing like that's that you could wish it's not gonna all you want <laughs> but it's still gonna snow and they're like ah right. <laughs> like after the first snow you'll see him with pants on but that's the that's like that's how you know staten island's changing seasons like all the italian dads are out there with their shorts and long jackets on that's how it goes yeah it's it's i don't know new york's never been anywhere i wanted to live like i grew up in massachusetts i joined the army i bounced all around and like when it came time to land in new hampshire i didn't move for the free state project all right like i i might appear to be like the free state project evangelical in group chats i'm like i'll just fucking move to new hampshire assholes like fuck it but like that's not how i ended up here at all like i i, I moved yeah. after having a uh minor disagreement over gun laws with the commonwealth of massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was the disagreement you left in cuffs i guess they won <laughs> uh no so believe it or not so like flashback 2016 uh gary johnson's running for president i'm working for gary johnson and bill weld and uh one of the most stressful jobs of my life because a lot of my job was trying to explain to people why bill weld was an appropriate choice and oh man yeah right sorry for like, you <laughs> like it's a pain in the ass not easy to do and uh one night is like a week before the election um i lived in natick massachusetts there was a nice range a town over in framingham and i'm driving out of this range and uh all of a sudden just like the worst pain i've ever experienced in my life and then crash my car fucking come to like come to in the emergency room had an ambulance there my appendix had burst and uh i happened to have a vehicle full of firearms and happened to be concealed carrying a nine millimeter handgun the hospital is a gun-free zone okay i did not enter the hospital on my own free will okay and they suspended my license to carry and tried to confiscate all my firearms because I violated the gun-free zone. That's so bogus, dude. So it's like, because yeah. you were essentially not of your own volition, and you were kind of forced into a hospital, they're like, hey, man, you got to do a better job of coming to the hospital. It's like, I wasn't... <laughs> like, I wasn't yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, but no, afterwards, like, fighting with... For a couple weeks, fighting with the state. Like, they took my cats, too. They said the what? apartment I was living in was condemned, and it wasn't the legal dwelling, and, like... I, it's like one day all of a sudden I wake up fucking homeless, uh, unemployed because I needed a license to carry for the job I had at the time. And they like, took my cats. I'm like, what the flying fuck? After fighting with the state of Massachusetts and um, talking to a couple lawyers, one lawyer finally is like, just give me an inventory of all the guns they took. I'm like, that's some Fed behavior. And he's like, no, like, give me an inventory. <laughs> I give him the list of guns. He emails me back. He's like, just move to New Hampshire. It's going to be cheaper to replace them than they get them back. Wow. Jesus. So were they asking for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for a uh, handful of guns? He said, like, he told me, he's like, you got a straight up case. You'll win this case. No problem. It's going to cost 30, 40 grand to fight it in court. Oh, fuck that, dude. Move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move all day. See, uh, Again, as awesome as the idea of New Hampshire is and the free state thing is like, uh, they tweeted out something kind of dicky the other day. I don't know. I think it was them. It might have been their actual Twitter account. Fuck. They were like, uh, oh, just move here. Like, stop. It's like, hey, it's not that yep. easy just to fucking move to New Hampshire, guy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for, okay, so I'm a comic, right? And I do this. Yep. I, I could live kind of anywhere. It doesn't really matter for me, you know, as long as you could travel and like, whatever. But like, my wife's a teacher. So she's just be like, all right, I'm going to fucking bounce and leave all my job to maybe get a job in new hampshire at, at my field and at my equal salary it's, it's like you know asking and then, okay let's say we have family that's sick and you have to we don't but let's say we did 
You know, like there's so many variables for so many people. So for them to be like, oh, just fucking move here. It's like it's like it's kind of like a very Marie Antoinette, like let them have cake attitude. Yep. It's like we're free. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to fucking all be a team here, you fucking dick. You know, and like they were just it was a very cunty thing. But like I I, I do like the idea of like people migrating there. I think it would be a great uh white pill to a lot of the country if uh, if a handful and i say a handful i mean like you know thousands of uh, people you know go to new hampshire but again my I guess my question to you is like where the fuck does that come into play of like you know like how can we is it possible oh you do it like oddly enough i just did a show tonight for the free state project uh one of the other shows that i run and uh what we were talking about the whole time was like the infrastructure that the fsp has created and not the fsp the corporate entity like the free state project the free staters the people who are already here the people who moved early and the shit they've done to make it easier for people to move like because last night granite state progress and the new hampshire democrats did a webinar where they were talking about how awful the free state project is how the free state project is destroying new hampshire and libertarians are taking over and slashing government services and it's awful and started going on and there's a clip i got from their webinar i cut it where the woman is saying and they've they've made it way too easy for their people to move here they've set up job boards to help people find work they own real estate companies <laughs> that are helping people find employment when somebody says they're going to move they get a whole bunch of free staters to go help them unpack and move in and then bring them to a potluck dinner where they get to meet their neighbors dude that's they're complaining about ha having friends and a social structure yep. to help each other that's wild dude that's cuz it's not theirs right that's kind of and we see man i guess that gatekeeping shit is literally no matter where you go no matter what field you're in no matter where you lean politically there's just gatekeepers dude and like they are truly like the evilest amongst people like like i, I mean besides well, like you know murderers i mean like as people who aren't like um actually committing evil crimes they're like the people that are like no we don't want to grow we don't want to better our community because you might be a, uh, a threat to our social club kind of like what's going on in the lp right now <laughs> kind of the same thing it's like it's like a social club to them they don't really give a shit right they just want to be cool with their boys yeah i mean there's gatekeeping to protect your principles and protect the ideology that you're representing and then there's gatekeeping to protect your position of power within a non non sensical hierarchy like the libertarian party gatekeeping is asinine it's utter bullshit because it's it's fucking tiny people fighting over no power <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know how else to put it like you, the people who are fighting over so little power are small and insignificant in the grand scheme of things and they're not affecting real world change they're not making the world more free in their lifetime they're not building community bonds or else they wouldn't fucking fight so harshly to maintain control of a social club yeah uh not to make this like a whole mises caucus thing but like th that was uh, a, a a funny thing i noticed because again i'm a mises guy but like they would complain and be like oh you guys are like evil it's like and then like then i look at like our group and we have like fucking 400 people somewhere and i'm like you guys physically couldn't <laughs> dream of getting 400 people in a room together right like you just couldn't do it and but like I, i'm not even talking about for like we're doing comedy shows for 300 fucking pe right. people and not even, not even meets people just people who are like-minded like like they're all cool as fuck and i'm like oh you're just jealous it's just jealousy like that's what it is like you guys are just jealous that we built this community and you don't have like you can never get four to like again like-minded people of yourselves in a room and agree and like as strongly as we do and again you could argue on 
principle and all that shit alone. I'm not even arguing that. I'm saying that you you can't deny passion. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So the Libertarian National Committee is having their December meeting in Boston, uh, mm-hmm. the weekend of December fourth, and they're hosting like an end of year holiday bash slash fundraiser. Tickets are 150 bucks a pop to go to this fundraiser with the LNC at a fancy swancy hotel in Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I said in a group chat earlier, I'm like. Why don't one of you Mises people in Boston or Massachusetts organize just like a $25 ticket, throw have a bomb-ass party right outside of Boston or in Boston and compete with them and have a better time and raise more money? Oh, I I will bet my life on it. <laughs> my, my life on it that we would 100% out-recruit them, out-have out a good time, out-sponsor them for sure. There's no – of course. Yeah. And I mean, give us all an excuse to drive down to Boston to tell the LNC how much we fucking hate them and have something to do afterwards. <laughs> well, that was uh, yeah, fucking uh, Roth Birdie and party at her place. <laughs> I'm down. We're, we're down. We're down. Uh, but that was the thing with like, uh, we had obviously the PA convention this year. Yep. Right. Yeah. And um, wow, I felt like five years ago. That's how much has happened since then and now. <laughs> I felt like it happened five years ago. Um, and we threw. Uh, a Mises bash party, you know, uh, after it wasn't, it wasn't not, it was not co-running at the same time. Any of the state functions, even though they lied and said it was, it was not, I could, <laughs> I, I was there. So you're lying. <laughs> I could tell you for a fact it wasn't, but like, uh, fucking, uh, um, we had like so many more people there than they had there after parties. And we threw comedy, we did karaoke, all this stuff. It was a good time. They were like, Oh, they're trying to run a competing, trying to run a competing fucking venue i go you guys are literally jealous that we're having fun and you're not invited it's and and they just make up lies about it on top of it well i know in new hampshire when we had the new hampshire convention a bunch of the mises kids um organized just a lunch like not while any business was being done they just like didn't want to get the boxed lunch that the convention committee had organized. So they all went to a local restaurant that is owned by a free stater and a libertarian who's a member of the libertarian party, not associated with the Mises caucus himself, but they went to patronize his restaurant and like, like 80% of the convention attendees went to their thing instead of staying for the lunch panel moderated by Nick Sarwark. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean no one want to see Nick talk? It's wild. No, It's crazy. He's so interesting though. He's so cool. He's the coolest guy I know. <laughs> and the coolest thing he ever did was tell somebody to eat a dick. Really was. <laughs> uh, he's a dude. I mean, he's a guy like that. Just I just blocked on Twitter because like he's only gets attention because we give it to him. And then once you block him, it goes away, and like he loses power. And it's like oh, I'm not going to engage with you anymore. Like I saw him personally at uh, he's giving me shit on Twitter before. He's called me. He talk shit. And I saw him a few times in person, and I every I, I want to go up and like I was like, is it worth me starting shit with him right now? <laughs> you know, it's like it's really kind of not because I'm just gonna come off as a bully, and then you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, it's gonna look bad for us. <laughs> so I just was like, whatever, I just let it go. Hey, like I, I try not to be an asshole to people in public when like unless it's like really called for. Like some people will tell you, like I can be one of the biggest assholes there is on Twitter. Like I, I, I keep a folder of screenshots of people that have blocked me on Twitter and I call it the trophy case. Um, like includes Megan McCain, AOC, like, yeah, like it's a point of pride when I've pissed off some, a sitting Senator enough that yeah, they yeah. block me. Um, 
but like in real life, I try my best to like until somebody like pushes me over an edge not to do anything. I cut Nick Sarwark off on the bridge yesterday because I saw him driving in front of me. <laughs> not, not nothing like I was just like, ah, fuck this guy. <laughs> Dude, those little micro things are what yeah. I live for. I wish I could just be like, "Fuck this guy!" Just cut him off, no turn signal. Yeah, like, like, boom! I have to look out this window and see his house and his cars. Like, ugh. Yeah, he's gross. Uh, he's, he's such a fucking plant. You'll never convince me he's not. <laughs> You'll never fucking convince me he's, he's such a fed. I, I want to go so far as if everyone was trying to say he was in charge of the New Hampshire coup and that he was the brain behind the whole thing. And I just come down and tell him, like, listen, I hate the guy. I can't stand working with him. Like, I worked with him for years. And honestly, we had a really good working relationship when he lived in Phoenix. And, like, I only had to see him at meetings and talk to him on the phone. I right. didn't have to see him at the grocery store. Like, it was a great working relationship. It wasn't until he moved in down the street from me. I'm like, you're an intolerable human being. Uh, <laughs> But like, unless he lives on your block, <laughs> yeah. But like, he, I'll never say he's incompetent. And the New Hampshire coup was just so incompetently done. Like, I read those by. I'm like, there's no way a lawyer would have signed off on what they did. And he prides himself on being a lawyer. Okay, so, so let me ask you. I know, I know, this is like uh, old hat now. It's been you know talked yeah. about, but whatever. I mean, it's still kind of interesting, obviously. Uh, so wh- wh- if you don't think it was because I did, I thought it was him, right? It made sense. Yeah. I mean, at least you can understand why it makes sense, right? Yeah. So okay, so a bunch of us thought it was him. Who do you think it was? Or you know, uh, allegedly, possibly, I don't want to get fucking sued. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know exactly who it is, and it won't make it won't do any good to out him because okay, he's, that's he's a behind the scenes kind of a guy. Like he's never been a big guy. But I do remember, like after I'd moved to New Hampshire and started to get involved in LPNH, he was very very upset that Daryl Perry was in charge because before Daryl married Jackie, he was like based and awesome and did shit like endorsing secession and then he married jackie and got woke and turned left but this person was very upset that the radicals were in charge of lpnh and tried to recruit me to join their new organization and launch a coup to replace lpnh in 2017 so like this plan wasn't new. The plan that pulled off with the coup in New Hampshire was nothing new. Mm. I like the people behind it have been involved for a long time in the state party and they were very mad when Daryl Perry and the radicals took over in 2017. Okay. And they've been planning it since then. Do you think the Delaware thing they that was like a co-plan thing? They were like we're no, gonna this- <laughs> There was no planning in Delaware. Look at how how can haphazardly Will McVeigh's been doing all this shit. Like he's fucking retarded. <laughs> they, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's making it up as he goes, and it's failing and blowing up in his face at every step. Dude, his dad owning him on Twitter constantly is might be the funniest thing ever. His dad's on Twitter. Or, or Facebook, whatever I don't know, oh, whatever man. social media, uh, whatever he's doing it on. I, 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 I hey, honestly, all these memes get blended into one thing <laughs> after a while. But hell meta, <laughs> yeah, all hell meta. But like uh, his his yeah, his dad just on on Twitter or Facebook being trolling and being like, "That's not what liberty is, dude." <laughs> like whatever this shit he's saying, it's wild. It's fucking wild. And I'm like, dude, your dad thinks you're a fucking tool. Yeah, like. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Like, I watched his interview with Dan Smots, and I'm just... Same. Dan, like, cornered him into admitting that he did wrong. 
He's like, yeah, what I did <laughs> was great. wrong. It was shady. It was authoritarian. But you know what? I did it. He, like, <laughs> he, he, he literally almost was like, it was good for the good of the people, like a real commie. Right. He almost said he almost said that like he like he almost wanted to say it every time he was like for the good of the people. <laughs> well, the worst was like right after right after Will seized control and seized power in Delaware, he had a rant on Facebook, which like I agreed like ninety nine percent with, where he went full Hoppian, like he went full Hoppian monarchist. I'm like, ah, oh, he's fucking on to something here. And it was a rant about how democracy is terrible, and leaving your institutions open to the whims of the people is going to destroy their messaging and destroy their purpose. Like, he's got a fucking point it's just he's not the right one <laughs> <laughs> right 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 it's like yeah you're a douchebag though <laughs> like 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 i can support a full hoppy and message here like monarchy is better than democracy because there's only one target <laughs> right yeah see this is like for me personally like when it starts to get to the really philosophical libertarian stuff i'm like i don't know dude i'm not i think i'm smart enough for this like i just like because it's like it's like and again i get like all arguments for like the the the, the monarch thing and the government thing i go yep. and like it's all bad right all bad. <laughs> it's all bad we, we we all agree on that but like i'm not so like gung-ho on my own belief on anything where i'm like that's the way to do it you know what I'm saying? I, I just like what i just believe is like i just think this isn't it and like government's not the way to go obviously right i'm not saying we should become a monarchy either <laughs> burn so, it all to the ground well no it, it, winston churchill said democracy is the worst system of government except for all the others right and that's because all the others have been pretty goddamn shit but you have things like you look at Liechtenstein as a perfect example of how monarchy can work, where you have the crown prince Hans Adam II, he's the fucking supreme overlord of Liechtenstein, who happens to be an anarcho-capitalist. He didn't start governing as an anarcho-capitalist right away. He fucking tried immediately to abolish the monarchy. Like he assumed the throne. He's like, I don't fucking want this. Abolish the monarchy. They held a referendum, and people were like, Nah, you're cool. We want you in charge. He's like, motherfucker. And so he passed a constitution that includes the right to secession. Any street or nation neighborhood in Liechtenstein can declare themselves independent that's at pretty any cool time. like and citizens can veto anything and it's like he just retained veto power like and people are like yeah that's fine like cool do what you want we'll let you know if we're mad and he governs as a libertarian he cites Ron Paul as one of his biggest influences and he's the ultimate sovereign of a fucking one of the wealthiest countries well, in Europe dude Liechtenstein rules <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i i mean i knew obviously of Liechtenstein. i knew that like, they yeah. were very wealthy i didn't know the whole anarcho-capitalist ruler thing i didn't know any of that i just knew they were do well off and i assumed they had to do with something with like they probably see this is this is again it, when you hear places like that exist you're like okay well for sure they're probably doing something super right that no one else is willing to do and of course it's that yeah. <laughs> of course that's the yeah. answer you know it's like oh oh so you mean just le let the people do what they want oh and it works got it and, and see, this is okay so he, i also have like a problem or arguing a lot of times like our philosophy because like i'll just get mad i'll be like no you aren't you're fucking retarded you don't know what you're talking about. i'll just go down that road of like a troll and bullying then okay so like yeah. i i get lost a lot on like the so someone so if i said if i said somebody right i'm like well look your sign da, 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 and i just listened a through z like you just did they come back and they come back and be like well, our military is big and stuff. I go, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's there, you know, there's like, something to that. And there's something to that. And there's something like libertarians fail to recognize is like we libertarians often want to debate political philosophy in a vacuum 
of like our ideals. Like, what if we just imposed our ideals on the United States? Okay, the world is not a vacuum. There are right. outside forces and outside players in the world. One of the reasons why the United States military budget is so high, and one of the reasons the United States spends so much on military expenditures, it has nothing to do with the war on terror. It, like, it was a problem for our budget and a problem for taxes and everything well before 2001. It was, it's because of the United Nations Convention of the Law of the Sea, which after World War II and the United Nations was formed, one of the first treaties, one of the first true international treaties and impositions of international law was the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. There's 184 member nation states in the United Nations, 183 of them are signatories to this international law. The only one that's not is the United States. The United States adheres to the treaty as a matter of international custom, but doesn't recognize it as international law. However, there's a clause in the Convention on the Law of the Sea that says the United States Navy is the enforcement agent for the law of the sea. Every other state's Navy can only enforce their territorial waters and their extrajudicial uh, economic claims waters, and they can only police flags that are um, flat. Uh, police ships that are flagged under their own nation's flag. The United States Navy has the right to stop anybody traveling on the open ocean for inspection and to police and is responsible for policing all tradeways for international trade and everything. And people, if you want to look up the history of piracy, piracy didn't cease to be a problem on a global scale until about 1940s. World War II kind of ended piracy because there was a massive naval war. There was no room for piracy when like the only ships on the open ocean were under military guard after world war ii the united states navy started patrolling every international trade trade route and stopping piracy from happening and that was at the behest of the united nations the united states foots the bill for this every other country prospers as a result of it because they don't have to protect their trade so all right. these other countries that can afford their social welfare programs, their universal education and universal health care, they don't have to pay for their own defense of their own economy. Never mind their own military defense against potential right. aggressors like Russia or Islamic states. They don't have to pay for protection of their own trade economy from natural threats such as piracy on the open sea. That's wild because we also are technically Germany's and like Japan's also like military. I mean, mm -hmm. not really, but all, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that was like part of the world war two thing. It was like, like, Hey, you guys cease to exist as a military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Japan, Japan, uh, Japan adopted a constitutional amendment after world war two that says they are prohibited from having an off a military with offensive capability. Right. They, they, only have, they have, have the JDF, right? The Japanese yeah. defense force. Whatever the fuck. Only a defensive force. The the fine line between a defensive well, Godzilla. force and I mean, an they offensive need that. force. He's a real threat. <laughs> right. But <laughs> the fine line between an offensive and defensive force is really blurry. Of course. It's just a matter of deployment and what you tell them to do. And you saw how blurry that got when Trump went to NATO and said, pay your fair fucking share. We're not picking up the bill anymore for your national defense. And all the European countries are like, oh no, we can't afford this. What the hell? South Korea and Japan are like, okay, how much do you need us to pay? And South Korea and Japan, Japan just ratcheted up their military. South Korea ratcheted up their military. Like, how much do you need? It's like, at this point, it's like, 20 years ago, South Korea wouldn't have stood a chance against the North Korean invasion without U.S. assistance. Right. Now they very well might. Very well. Like, they Agreed, just yeah. fucking did it. 
but like the, that's because they were already primed and ready to do it because they hadn't actually been relying on the U.S. the whole time. They had been abusing the U.S. the whole time for technology and development and training to the point where it came time for them to stand on their own and they were equipped and funded and ready to go. Hey, listen, Trump made some good points in office. Like that was one yeah. of them for sure. Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, like that was, I mean, I remember again, even like, even before I was super into politics, I was like, why are we just policing the world? <laughs> like no one else could do this job. Like, I mean, even a quarter of the show. And then of course you realize more and more when you older, like, oh, how much is behind the scenes and backhanded and involved. You know, and it, but like, it's so obvious, even for the, for the layman who's not into politics, you just look at that and you go, okay, so we just have how many bases <laughs> yeah. across the, okay, why? Like, has there been, has Germany been kicking shit lately? Have they been starting some shit? Like, you know, the fact that we have bases in like Western Europe is psychotic. <laughs> like, it's. I mean, it makes sense if you actually look at how the United Nations is structured. And that really well, is a big problem that people yes. don't want to recognize. People don't want to talk about it. It's the United Nations. Because, like, a lot of the problems with our military spending has nothing to do with U.S. law or U.S. Like, like what the U.S. is doing for its own national defense. It's how the United Nations is structured. The United Nations was built to be the police of the world. That's how they were supposed to do. Right. There's two chapters in the United Nations Code, Chapter 5 and Chapter 6, that deal with deployment of military and policing and police action around the world um title five peace uh peacekeeping they can pull troops from any country that's willing to contribute troops to a peacekeeping operation and it's usually countries like india or bangladesh or african countries that'll contribute to peacemaking peacekeeping because the un will foot the bill for their training okay peacemaking under title six of the un charter is active combat and police actions where people where the United Nations will deploy forces in to make peace, not keep peace, to like actually go into combat. And Title Six, I'm sorry, I got those flipped. It's Title Six is peacekeeping, Title Five is peacemaking. There for the longest time, there was only one recognized chartered Title Five organization in the United Nations that could engage in those operations. NATO. Okay. <laughs> Like now there's the African Union, now there's the Southeast Asian Union and other Title V organizations, but those are all new within the past 10 years. So, but from like World War II up until well into the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, NATO was the only Title V organization under the UN Charter that could engage in peacemaking. And under the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, the United States was the one financially responsible for all of their logistics. Surprise. <laughs> right. Shock. <laughs> Okay, so here's a now I want to say conspiracy theory, but a possible worry, especially because the left in this country is just so fucking I think cracked, like as in left leaning people, like maybe yeah. far left leaning, you know, so are so fucking cracked. Um, especially when you hear things like racism is a, a is a pandemic in the country, which <laughs> fucking by the way, we might be the least racist country on the planet. <laughs> we might be one of the least racist countries on the planet comparatively to other places. Right. Like, like, like here, I always say this. I go, oh, we're racist. Go to India and become a millionaire. Good luck. <laughs> you know, like, but that happens here. It you'll happens have to win. Time. You'll have to win that slum dog game show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm dumb, so I'm gonna be in the slums. I ain't getting out. <laughs> my point, like, like you can't like the chances of you going to for real, uh, like you, Justin, or me, Adam Nutter, going to Bollywood and becoming a successful Bollywood actor is literally zero. 
But how, how many Indian actors can I name? I can name at least five, which I know is oh, it's a lot. It's not a lot, but it's more than you can name for white Bollywood actors. So I that's more than no, I can't even name five. <laughs> hey, roll with it. I can name at least five. <laughs> hey, it wasn't until last year that I I learned that Nikki Haley wasn't white, that she was Indian. I thought she was white. <laughs> yeah, no. I learned last year that Nikki Haley is not only not white, she is Indian. And like somebody sent showed me a picture of her, like a family portrait, and like not even like white mom, like no full blooded fucking Indian. She like died. no, <laughs> and Nikki's not even her real name. Nikki is a fucking nickname. Um, her real name is like Nimjrada. Nikki Haley. Nikki is oh, a nickname shit. because in Punjabi, Nikki means little one. Interesting. I didn't know any of that. Wow. Right. And I, I was sitting here thinking, like, oh shit, we're gonna get stuck with Nikki Haley. I'm not like Nikki Haley might win the election because she's not white. She's in the UN. See, that's my <laughs> point. So like she was. So so like that's my point. Is like I, I hate I'm, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist. Of course it does. Like it exists everywhere. I'm just saying the this bull this bullshit, like it's a national pandemic. Fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's just not. It, it, you know, so like um my oh okay, so my that's my original point. So we're hearing all that shit, right? Do you think there would ever be a at least an attempt for the fucking the far left politicians to try to pull the UN, like actual UN military in the country? Like we, we need to control these streets because they're crazy Who's for the racism. UN military? Who's the UN military? I'm sorry, hold on. I don't mean uh, I mean the guys with the blue helmets who aren't Americans. <laughs> like they wouldn't last 20 minutes. I mean, like we kill them. But you think they would try that shit ever? Have you, have you ever seen, have you ever heard of the siege of Jadedville? No. Okay. Jadedville is a small village in uh, Central Africa in what was formerly known as Rhodesia. Okay. And uh, after the fall of Rhodesia, the big civil wars there determining like which communist was going to take over an Irish peacekeeping company, the blue hats got deployed to go keep the peace and monitor in Jadedville. And they ended up getting pinned down and got into an open engagement that lasted a couple days with French foreign legion, Rhodesian mercenaries and African national Congress communist mercenaries because a Belgian oil company was very mad that they were set up where they wanted to drill for oil. So a Belgian oil company paid a bunch of mercenaries to go fuck with the peacekeepers. They were in a super defensible position and like, it was a bad attack. They were never going to get there anyways. Wait, hold but, on before you finish this. Cause I'm a little yeah. lost in the story. <laughs> yeah. So they were three different forces fighting each other. No, no, no. Um, the French foreign legion, Rhodesian mercenaries and African black communists all together. Um, and they had like 5,000 guys versus 120 Irish peacekeepers. Why were the French foreign legion fighting with communists? The French foreign legion fight for whoever writes a paycheck. Oh, right. They're mercenaries. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot that. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> totally forgot. And, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, the United Nations tried to send reinforcements to them. They tried to send a brigade of Indian soldiers to go reinforce this Irish company. That brigade made it two miles before being nearly wiped out by 40 Rhodesian mercenaries. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Oh, like, we fucked their shit up. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got bug boys who are sitting there, like, yeah, yeah. jerking off at night at the idea of the UN sending troops into their neighborhoods. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, by the way, I, I don't even own a gun because I can't because I have a weed license uh, in PA, so I can't physically own a firearm. 
Um, I dream of that. I mean, I can't even participate. <laughs> That's a crazy fantasy. I'd be cool. So if you like Red Dawn, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. The reason the Japanese didn't invade California after Honolulu is because they knew that was a fucked bad idea. And they had one of the strongest militaries on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, every, it's it's funny. Every time you hear more and more about like uh, the true history behind like the whole World World War Two and Pearl Harbor thing, how you know like how Japan like straight up declared war on us, and like we pretended like we didn't know, and that's why like all of our great ships weren't in the heart. It's like all this shit, like what, like you know, like because uh, I I believe the story goes that Japan sent two ambassadors to D.C. personally to physically declare war on us, and we pretended like we couldn't find like a translate because like we want FDR wanted to be in the war, but the people didn't, right? We all know that. So like they were like, oh we no one here speaks Japanese. We don't know what you guys want. Hold on. And they waited like three days. <laughs> By that time, Pearl Harbor, yeah. And they're like, this is such a shock to us. We had no idea. This and they're like they're like, we sent two bad. We told you. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? And we're like, what? No way. <laughs> so like all that shit comes into play. And like, you know, it's wild history. Yeah, I think the Japanese even uh, on the first torpedoes launched at Pearl Harbor, um, they had attached the f- medals of friendship that fdr had given the ambassadors to the torpedoes <laughs> like like it's like off oh, like they were the japanese were making memes before the internet was a thing dude fuck fuck fdr fuck that war <laughs> jesus <laughs> Christ. And, oh that's another that's a fun that's a fun triggering uh uh the right wing uh population is if you go you know i can make an argument we don't have to fight world war ii People are like what <laughs> but like uh, oh another one is um you know we didn't have to drop the bombs that's a real uh trigger for the right wing They're like we saved lives i'm like did we <laughs> probably if, if... Well, well i mean i mean it's funny because like we save lives by incinerating thousands of innocent lives <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's 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 a I hate the whataboutism and like revisionist history. It's like, well, what if we didn't do this? What if we didn't do that? Like, sure, Japan was ready to surrender, but like, well, they did technically. Yeah, two days before we dropped the bombs, Russia declared war on Japan. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> if Japan had surrendered to us, it would have started a war with Russia because oh, Russia. Because- Right. Russia had invaded Japan. Russia wanted to invade Japan specifically to grab territory. Right. And, and Patton wanted to invade Russia through Germany. He's like, fuck, right. you going. <laughs> and like, like, there's the argument that bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki wasn't so much to force the Japanese to surrender as it was to force the Russians to stop advancing. Yeah. I mean, I guess there really is a no one you really don't know for you, sure right because like because like, like there's because the argument also goes like we wanted to show our dick right our dick size like look what right. we got <laughs> that was another argument the other argument which i think is well that's cool. that's the that's the shut up russia point is like show your dick you got this big oh dick. well i guess yeah and sure. by doing that what you did was you started an arms race that arguably led to the greatest period of peace and prosperity in human history like the nuclear arms race that came out of world war ii and, and nuclear proliferation did more to end war Right, right. It, it, like there hasn't been a truly catastrophic global war since a nuke was dropped. Because right, now anybody right. who could prosecute a total war has a nuke. Right. <laughs> well, that, that's what's uh, uh, another fun thing is like when we talk about like secession from the state, like states seceding, and like, well, what about the nukes? 
What about him? Like, you, 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 you think Indiana's going to launch a nuke against Russia like on their own? <laughs> like, no, no but Texas might launch. Texas might launch one against LA. <laughs> I mean, would we blame them? No, <laughs> we'd be like, all right, you get one. That was a yeah. good spot. <laughs> like the Californians aren't sending their best. <laughs> or how about dude? Because because you know what, people from LA truly are retarded. Because even like they leave LA, right? A lot of people left LA. To go to Texas, and then they just voted how they would of in LA. Yeah, and I'm like, you're you you left for that. Somebody what? asked us about that tonight. They're like, are you guys worried about being so close to a major liberal metropolitan area in New Hampshire that as you make things so much better and more attractive in New Hampshire, people from Boston are going to start moving up and voting away your freedoms? And it's like that's an actual concern. Like, yeah, absolutely, we have that concern. Um, but like, if you do things the right way, like they get up here and they're free and prosperous. And like, if, if you strip away enough of the government that's causing the problems they're trying to address, there won't be a problem for them to address by creating more government. Mm. Right. It's, 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 it's an interesting thought, but <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I get, I guess, I guess there's no also solution, right? There right. literally is no answer. You don't know. Cause it hasn't also happened yet. It's not like you guys have succeeded into the free state that we all want it to be. So we truly don't know if a bunch of Bostonites would be like, fucking, ah, this is a good yard or whatever the fuck. You guys have shitty accents, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, so we, we don't know if they're just going to storm it or not. Or again, it's just, it's, it's, it's like whatever uh, before, right? It's like, well, everybody just can't fucking move. Because I'm, I'm sure the same, especially like, okay, Boston's a major city, just like New York, right? Like, uh, there's a lot of businesses and firms in Boston. I'm sure just can't pick up and move to New Hampshire. And I, I'm sure it's a lot of money that just can't pick well, up and move to New Hampshire either. I mean, I don't I, know. I'm just, I'm assuming. Here's the thing. And I, honestly, I'm going to give COVID credit where c- credit is due. <laughs> okay. um, COVID-19, the pandemic and the government response to the pandemic I think has been an will have been an economic net positive 10, 15 years down the road from now. Um, It's going to suck in the meantime. The inflation is going to be awful. But what we're going to see and what we're already starting to see is major companies, economic institutions, banking institutions, financial institutions are sending people home to work. You no longer have to commute to an office in most sectors, other than a retail and service industry. Mm. People are working from home as often, if not more often, than they are going into an office. And at the same time, this is making people happier. People are more productive at work. Um, There's People are using less downtime and less time off while at work because they're already at home. A lot of companies are transitioning to more flexible scheduling where it's performance-based instead of time-based because of this. And you people aren't commuting. People are saving an average of two hours a day on their commute, which is an environmental posi- environmentally positive impact as well, as well as a cost savings impact by not having to spend gas money when we're seeing outrageous gas prices. And the companies are starting to shutter offices. They're starting to close down office parks here in New England because companies are sending everyone to work from home. There's no need to pay the overhead on an office anymore. There's no need to pay for all that infrastructure, which leads to cost savings for the company, which in turn 
they're increasing wages and increasing benefits to attract employees because we have such a shortage of people willing to work in those positions right now. I think we're going to see a wholesale shift over the next 10 to 15 years of corporate America transitioning to a work from home environment. And that's going to mean like, sure, the company is registered in Boston. It's a financial hub, but you're working from Manchester, New Hampshire in your wow. apartment. Okay, that makes sense. And in the meantime, all these office parks are going to make great real estate for affordable housing developments. Right. So, right. Because I guess theoretically for the stock market, you don't have to live in New York as long as you're registered in New York, like your business right. is in New York. Right. That's a great point. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Right. But then in that case, then that sucks for the other point where it's like, well, they can't go and fuck up your shit. <laughs> right. And like we're seeing like New Hampshire has seen record immigration this year from outside of the state into New Hampshire. And it's not all free staters. It's a lot of people from New York and Boston who are finally freed up to work from home who are moving into the North country and rural communities. Cause they don't actually like city life. They just like the income that comes with living in the city. Right. So you guys introduced the bill again, I believe to secede, right? Like recently last two months. Yep. And I think they've, re- they've maxed out on the number of people that are allowed to sponsor it. It's a constitutional amendment to declare a peaceable secession from the United States. So, okay. So uh, talk to me like I'm a turtle. <laughs> so so this this gets so this got put into like legislature or whatever right like it, as a as a bill and then it got passed through something it hasn't passed anything yet it's okay. just it's got the maximum number of representatives that are allowed to co-sponsor it like there's a limit on how many people can co-sponsor okay. a bill and it's maxed that out no other bill has a max number of co-sponsors right. uh, but it's maxed that out and we've seen just four four more state reps came out today in uh favor of endorsing it i saw nhx that it posted um but it's seen huge upswing in support it's honestly mind-blowing and if like a year ago you told me it would have popular support i'd have laughed at you and told you no way i'm like we're doing this to start a conversation now i'm like this might pass the fucking house like <laughs> so if it okay so this is this is what i'm trying to i'm trying to build yeah. this up here so if it passes the house then i don't why? think it passes the senate okay let's say it does <laughs> um so uh, um in it doesn't go to the governor uh, because it's a constitutional amendment. It wouldn't go to the governor. Uh, so the governor wouldn't be able to veto it. Um, it would go directly to the ballot. And the next statewide election, it would be a ballot question that would need two thirds to pass. Whoa. So you think it has a real shot of passing the House? Yeah, I don't think it stands a chance of passing the Senate. Because uh, it's going to cause too much of a fucking civil war? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would cause a civil war at all. Like, here's the thing. Like, the United States government does not want to go to war in the United States. Because the United States government is not going to want to use military force to take something that it then has to rebuild the government. I, but I don't believe that because that's what we do. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I okay, because like. That's what we do elsewhere when it's not like. Here's the thing. We lost the Vietnam War not because we lost a single military engagement. We did not lose a single military engagement in Vietnam. We lost military engagements in Afghanistan. There were some actual engagements where the United States military was pushed back because of numbers or terrain or other issues in Afghanistan. But we didn't lose a single engagement in Vietnam. The United States lost in Vietnam because of political pressure from back home because it was a draft, because it wasn't volunteers going to fight. It was your neighbors going to fight. It was your school teachers being pulled out. It was your nurses and your doctors being drafted. And people had a tangible connection. Nobody, There was nobody in the country who didn't know somebody who was drafted to go fight in Vietnam. Everyone cared. Everyone was involved. Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan dragged on for 20 years because it was an all-volunteer army that was disconnected. 
People's, people weren't being pulled out of school to be deployed to Afghanistan. They weren't being pulled out of their jobs. It was an all-volunteer professional army, and they all signed up for that. Okay, so World War II is a draft, but you think the mindset back then was like, this is like a true supervillain trying to take over the world. We have to I stop him? It was definitely it was definitely back then. It was um, plus look at the availability and readability of information at the time too. So World World War Two era, the only news people had access to was the newsreels that the government and the army put together to show at local theaters. Like everybody was only inundated with propaganda that showed that we were the good guys, we were winning the good fight. Vietnam was the advent of modern mass media, and it was the advent of the twenty four hour news cycle. Right. It, it was everybody was seeing the other side of things. Interesting. It wasn't like the go and find a newsreel from World War II that shows American troops committing atrocities. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll never see it. The army buried it. But there's CNN footage from Vietnam of American troops committing atrocities. Right. Do you honestly believe that American troops were totally innocent in World War II? No. no. There are a number of trials. There's a bunch of trials that are a matter of public record and are a matter of history, but they're just not taught and they weren't promoted, of U.S. troops being sentenced to life in prison for war crimes during World War II. I'm actually even surprised they even took that as like because of just the time itself. They've probably been like, all right, it's fine. Just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised well, they didn't like, do that. Going so far as like th there was one after a camp was liberated from a unit from Italy that had made its way up into Germany. Um, they literally lined up the German guards and the German patients because it was a the camp wasn't just uh, it wasn't a death camp. It was a work camp. And it also had a hospital on site for German military casualties. And uh, one platoon of U.S. soldiers went in and dragged everyone out of the hospital and executed them one by one. And they were all charged with war crimes. I mean, I'm for killing the guard. Yeah, fuck them. Like, 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 These weren't but, the guards. These were just like frontline infantry troops that were like injured in combat. That's what I'm saying. Back. That's that's kind of rough. I mean, that's like that's like you can't. I mean, that's like this immoral. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you're, you're killing. But that never made yet. it into a newsreel. Yeah, that wouldn't be shown in the theaters of like, look what our boys are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, they're just they're showing us fuck up Jerry because they're like, whereas oh, like Vietnam, Nazis. Vietnam, that'd be on the six o'clock news with Jane Fonda. Right, oh, she has she's sitting on a Viet Cong tank or the fuck. She's yeah, doing. <laughs> yeah. And, All right, and so, so that's uh, what we've seen. Even though we've had the twenty four hour news cycle, and we've had mass media for Viet for Afghanistan. It's still been like even after Chelsea Manning released footage of war crimes being committed. Right. Even after people's cell phone footage has been leaked of them committing war crimes, there's not been any major public backlash in Vietnam because everyone's disconnected. It's like, oh, those are the soldiers. They enlisted for that. It's not like those are my neighbors. They were drafted. Right, right, right. Okay, but so obviously we fought a civil war over, right, a secession, which is what Lincoln didn't want. <laughs> so that's why it, it's... It's hard for me, especially the way the media is so in line with the left, like political mm -hmm. left, and how they brainwash half this country into thinking that any any other thought is wrong or evil or Nazi-ish. You know they would attack New Hampshire, the media, as a bunch of fucking right-wing bouge guys. That's what that's what they would label you all. Everyone as everyone in New Hampshire they would label as a right-wing extremist. That's what would happen. So, so they you know would who the justify, biggest voice. Do you know who the biggest voice to come out in pro-secession is? It's a New Hampshire person. It's somebody from New Hampshire, 
and they did a podcast talking about it's time for a national divorce. It's time for a breakup. It's time to split up. It doesn't work anymore. It was Sarah Silverman. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 like, and she's as left as they can go. Right. But, like, uh, I, I just think it, the way that they cultivated the media and their thought and, again, their manipulation mm-hmm. of, of half the population, it would be easy for the government to be like, oh, we have to we're justified in killing uh, these they're not americans anyway like they, they want to they want to see you know and, and they, you would have had the country being like they deserve to be shot just like how you had a, a good friend i said this before a good friend of mine who we grew up together three houses down in staten island dude like you know really close and then he just went far left and then you know we were we got to a thing about january 6th and how i'm like that's a joke and you know and he's like it's fucking the most here and then he was like uh he was like oh there should have been more ashley babbitts that day that's what he said to me. Oof. So, like, uh, so they don't value life that they don't agree with. It's just the truth. So that's what I'm thinking. If you, you easily cultivate a bunch of people to be like, oh, fuck them, kill them. Who gives a shit? Let the military do what they have to do. And that they're not us. I can easily. That's what I'm saying. So you're. you're, you're so, I don't think. I don't think you'd have the will from the military. Like, I disagree with that too. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing: is like I think you're going to have a big divide in the military when it comes to like actually engaging in combat against Americans on American soil. There is going to be people in the military who pick up their rifle and walk across that fucking line. It's it's not going to be a majority. It's going to be enough because then all of a sudden battle lines are drawn across friendships, across families, across people you've trained and worked with, and the active duty military is going to schism. They will not have air superiority. They're not going to use fucking planes and drones for anything other than surveillance because they need that same infrastructure they don't have the capability to move troops without highways the same highways that people they'd be fighting against be using they do not have the ability to project force inwards without going into total destruction it would be a ground war and the moment you get into a ground war the will of the infantry is what matters the most and I've trained with the National Guard for eight years. I'm not worried about the National Guard. Now they <laughs> I'm worried about the active duty guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm worried about the active duty guys. And I'm going to tell you, like, there will be enough of a schism, even if it's only 10, 15% of the active duty military that says, fuck no, we're not doing this. That is enough to destroy their combat readiness and create a palpable inside threat to the United States military. Okay, so this is my, I guess, my devil's advocate point to that also. But well, I'm not even disagreeing with any of this. This is just how my brain works. I'm just thinking yeah. of all the different outcomes. Um, so, like, okay, so remember how, again, a bunch of right-wing, right-wing people were like, fucking uh, take my gun. It's like, well, the cops will take your guns. Like, the, yeah. you know, it's right, right? So it's like, they'll do it. The cops are going to do it, not the politics. So it's like, they're your boys, but they'll take your gun in two seconds. The cops, I didn't see a bunch of cops resign over fucking enforcing lockdowns. I didn't see a bunch of cops stop arresting people over business openings during law. I, they were they were all American citizens, and they blindly followed and, and took away people's rights and their businesses and their families just because the fucking politician told them to. And I, I understand it's not the same as shooting somebody in the street, you know, but it, it kind of is in a way. So, so, so that's why we're like, well, yeah, maybe some of the military won't do because it's a little harsher. But I saw about zero percent of the cops do it. So I don't, I don't fully believe that. Always oh, because we're Americans, I think that shit's done, dude. I think like the, the media again, it's been so manipulated where you have enough of the cops. I think, a, I think a lot of like, your experience, I, I think a lot of your experience is just a, a matter of cultural distinction. Like New York is, New York should not be in the same country as New York. I agree. State. Like it's it's not the same culture. It's not the same upbringing. The people are not the same. But like, just look a little bit over from New York and Connecticut. Uh, about ten years ago, Connecticut had passed a law requiring mandatory registration or confiscation of all firearms in Connecticut. So if you don't register it, it will be confiscated. And 
then like a couple months later they had such mass non-compliance with the registration that they had a meeting of the state's emergency management agency it's like to go through blends all right it's time to confiscate guns people didn't comply with the law we need to take their guns and show them what's up and they were going through the planning and drawing up plans and an intern asked an intern in the meeting says who's going to confiscate the guns and the emergency management director is like the police he's like my dad is the chief of police, and he's on the list of people that didn't register their guns. And then they dug into it, and it turns out 84% of the police in Connecticut refused to register their firearms and enforce the gun laws. My uh, Right. But so there are like certain townships and, and, and counties that the, the cop, the chief or sheriff or whatever the fuck is in there is like, nah, fuck this. We ain't, we ain't, we're not, we're not enforcing business closures, but like, I, okay. So I live in Bucks County PA now yep. and our DA was like, I'm not enforcing a single closure. So if you arrest anybody, it's getting thrown out. So no one enforced it because the DA was like, fuck that. And I, a bunch of, you know, local police chiefs also were like, we're not fucking doing this. Right. Which is cool. But how many would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I only know the ones who said they wouldn't, but also that's only because they didn't have to, right? Number one. And number two, we don't know. We don't know because it's, it's hypothetical at that point because the DA already said, no, we're good. So no, what have, have they? I don't know. You're, you're, you're never going to find out until you try, unfortunately. Um, but like New York is actually a good example. I think culture is shifting against government mandates, even in New York City. There was a guy who started a project. He was running around uh, New York City. I know that guy. I know yeah, the, putting up the, sign. the signs yeah. like we don't discriminate. And he put up a, like I like somebody sent me his Instagram and he's like, <laughs> and he's sitting there with a bunch of New York beat cops who are walking around helping him put up the signs. Well, as a former <laughs> NYPD officer myself, I could t- <laughs> I, I could tell you uh it's a it's a lot of right leaning guys and girls in that department for sure. But that being said, they also have families and they need the money. So will they lay down their badge and gun? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they they have incentive not to. They have fucking people to pay for. They have kids. So how many? I, now, okay. So I know a lot. I still I still am friends with a lot of sanitation workers in New York City, right? Yep. They're just not picking up the garbage. <laughs> They're just like, fuck this. Because again, you're asking a bunch of blue collar, right leaning majority, right leaning guys. Hey, we're, you have to get this fucking thing. And they're like, nah. <laughs> right? Like, like I, personal friends of mine, they're like, no, we're, we just stop going to work. Like, fuck them. Make them fire us. And like, yeah. if you, and if you look at all the streets in New York right now, they're lined with garbage. And the media will be like, oh, it's because it's a sick word. The people are sick. Or they, sick. Bullshit. It's bullshit. They, it's like the Southwest Airlines thing. Like, I, oh, dude! I was so that same weekend. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that yeah. same weekend I was flying to Texas for the uh, fucking uh, all, all the comedy shit that the libertarian guys are doing. And uh, I was flying American and uh, Southwest. That was the same weekend. The Southwest was like, "No, we're not doing this shit." They said weather delays. I'm like, I'm going to the same fucking place. <laughs> right. You liar! Well, no, so it's weird. So Southwest Airlines is the only airline. Uh, still in operation that doesn't do hub and spoke. Like when, if you fly like JetBlue from Atlanta to Dallas, that plane is going back to Atlanta. They're just going back and forth. That's their run. Southwest, the plane will go Chicago, 
to DC, to Atlanta, right. to Dallas, to uh, to Tacoma. It, they don't do hub and spoke like every other fucking airline does. So like they can get away with saying weather because it might have been weather between Chicago and Detroit that okay. delayed a plane that couldn't make its connections. Okay, but bullshit. <laughs> Utter bullshit. Like, yeah. When it first came out, the first thing I did was text my brother because my brother is an air traffic controller. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, it's fucking bullshit. It's like, I'm like, they're saying the air traffic controllers are walking out for vaccines. He's like, no, we're not. Like, he's right. like, he's like, we're just so, so short staffed. They approved everyone's exemption. One guy wrote down religion, and under the name of his church, he put the union local. <laughs> like, they don't give a fucking air traffic control. Well, dude, I was so I just had Spike going on, and we were yeah. talking about um the supply chain delay and stuff and again the media's like oh because people are sick and they, people died and you know spike was of course point like so you're telling me so many people drop dead of covid <laughs> that no one's at the docks like the stats of people that, like he's like what do you think it is no they're forcing people to fucking do something and they're like fuck you i'm not going then right and that's of course what it is but they're gonna say whatever it is not to tell the truth so they're going with fucking weather, uh, people are sick, um, people are dead, uh, strikes that aren't, you know, vaccine related or whatever the fuck. I'm like, you're just lying and you're not helping your cause because we're not dumb. Again, especially when you have family members and people, friends of people yeah. who are like, no, no, I work there. Like, again, I have sanitation friends. They're like, no, 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 that's not true. Whatever they're telling you isn't true. I'm telling you right now, that's not true. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, no, that, that's what it was to me. It's like, that's why I text my brother because a bunch of libertarians. It's like Southwest Airlines says weather delays. Air, uh, libertarians are like, there was a there was a screenshot going around of somebody saying all the air traffic controllers are walking out because of the mandates. And like everyone in my air traffic control station quit. My brother works at that station. So I texted him like, Dude, he's like, no, that's bullshit. And it's like, I, I, I followed up to call out libertarians who are saying, see, the the air traffic controllers hate the ma- mandates. I'm like, yeah, they hate the mandates, but it's not affecting them at all. Right. Like, right. everyone hates the mandates. The Southwest Airlines pilots were the ones walking off the job because right. they didn't want the mandates. Right. Which is a much bigger deal. Which is what we need, like, as right. for like this country to fucking. 180 this shit <laughs> because yeah. this is so okay so that's 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 what we can talk about uh we'll, we'll wrap it up on i guess the, yeah. the all this vid stuff uh and we gotta be careful <laughs> i'm gonna get fucking thrown off the goddamn youtube but uh so the the court just put a stay on that order mm-hmm. right which is good but that doesn't mean it's struck down that just means they have substantial reason to think it's uh, unconstitutional right i believe so uh, I, I don't know how many states signed on the lawsuit. Like 28 or 30, something like I that. I know New Hampshire was one of them. Um, and the court basically said um, there's reason enough on the surface to think this might be unconstitutional. We need to examine it. And so you cannot enforce it until the lawsuit is heard and settled. And so if the lawsuit goes through and the lawsuit finds that it is unconstitutional, they can't enforce it at all. <sighs> Isn't that nuts how they have to say this might be unconstitutional? Like, motherfucker, it is unconstitutional. What do you mean it might be? <laughs> so there is precedent. Um, that That's the thing. And, like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just an autistic asshole with an internet connection. Um, <laughs> we but, all are, bro. We're libertarians. <laughs> uh, Jacobson v. Massachusetts was a 1903 First Circuit ruling that was upheld by the Supreme Court, which allowed the state of Massachusetts to impose a smallpox vaccine mandate. And it put a mandate and said, you have to get the smallpox vaccine. No exceptions. 
Um, it was upheld as constitutional because, and the, the decision goes on about public safety being more paramount than individual liberty. And this case was cited by Judge Justice Amy Coney Barrett when she denied an appeal when a bunch of students in Indiana had sued the Indiana State College for requiring them to be vaccinated. And she cited Jake Jacobson v. Massachusetts as this has already been settled. They can require you to get vaccinated. The discussion that has to be had in this case is that that was a personal mandate and it was a civil penalty. If you didn't get mandated, you had to pay a $5 fine. In 1903, $5 was a lot of money. Um, but you could, it's not illegal. It's just expensive to not get vaccinated. This isn't a personal mandate. It's a mandate on employers regulating business. And so it might violate the interstate commerce clause. Okay. So it, it's approaching it from a different angle as to how it might be unconstitutional. By the way, I don't agree with the other law of ruling either. I don't think I don't agree with it either. <laughs> That's psychotic to me. Here's the thing. And, and, to, to I always, whenever it comes up, like I tell people, I'm not a lawyer. I'm an autist with an internet connection. This is what the law says. This is how the Supreme Court has interpreted it in the past. But this is what Spooner says. And Lysander Spooner said, be the Constitution one thing or another, it has either allowed such a tyrannical government as we have to exist, or it has been powerless to prevent it. Either way, the document is unfit to exist. Interesting. Okay, so do you, do you think then uh, it gets shut like shot down, or it gets through because of corruption? That's honestly what I think. So the the court system in this country was supposed to be entirely apolitical. That's the reason they're appointed, not elected, right. and they're appointed for life. They don't have terms. Is because it's supposed to be separate from the political process. However, in the age of mass media. The courts tend to respond to public will. Um, like you can't get none, but there's no such thing as an unbiased jury in a high profile case. Right. Um, and like I remember when Johar Zanev had his trial in Boston, <laughs> his lawyers petitioned to move the trial to another district. They're like, we don't want him tried in Boston. We can't get an impartial jury in here. I'm like, no shit, because he blew up the marathon. Uh, <laughs> That's like, no kidding. Yeah, right. Like, you can't get an impartial jury. No fucking way. Um, they took them four years to get a jury seated for Whitey Bulger because they couldn't find an impartial right. jury for Whitey Bulger. Um, it, yeah, they couldn't find it. How hard was it for them to find a impartial jury in the Trayvon Martin case? Because by the time they even got to jury selection, it had already been tried in the media. Right. And now we're seeing that with Kyle Rittenhouse now. It looks like it looks like the prosecution is intentionally throwing the case in the Kyle Rittenhouse case because they don't want to deal with the backlash from popular support. Well, we also have a video today and a great picture of their heads just like, fuck. <laughs> when, yeah. that kid, when that kid was like, no, nah, I want to shoot him in the face. <laughs> like, there's no way that kid wasn't coached to say that. There's no way the prosecution isn't tanking their own case on purpose because they're bending to popular. They, they're seeing what's happening in the media. Well, that and kid's straight innocent. That's crazy. Also, he killed two pedophiles. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Good. He's a hero. <laughs> he's also, a like, hero. what are the statistical odds of that? I mean, I don't know what the given rate of representation of pedophiles in the general population is. Well, but... I'm going to say the given rate of pedophiles in Antifa is high. So... <laughs> Apparently, because like four shots and two of them found a pedophile. Um... 
but dude like, fuck those guys I honestly don't care, <laughs> I honestly like, don't care. I, i've tried to i've tried to like take an open-minded approach to the rittenhouse thing like from a legal perspective and a jurisprudence thing i'm like i don't know if he's guilty or not like i i i know i wouldn't fucking put the kid in jail for what he did i see it as a valid form of self-defense but under the laws the way they are written and enforced i don't know if he's guilty or not i've seen video evidence that can sway me either way it's really going to depend on the witness testimony as far as the application of the law that exists like and like i had a friend of mine get real mad at me like how can you say he's not innocent i'm like i didn't say he's not innocent i just said like i don't know like did he provoke it we don't know there's a lot that happened before that camera got turned on and that's right. what they need to talk about it's like the oj thing too right yeah it's so fucking high it's like all these but that that's why like the, this whole system is just fucking trash because it doesn't matter if it's high profile do good fucking luck if you right. are and the defendant good fucking luck that's what i think is going to happen with this case it's 28 states if it's 28 states that's the majority of states have signed on to sue the federal government in opposition to a mandate and then we just saw the election in virginia where virginia was trending heavily towards biden and heavily towards democrats and then they just got fucking trounced right and the republicans not only took the governorship they took a super majority in the state legislature like something they haven't had since the civil war <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah i guess that's uh that's another thing with the with the with the rittenhouse thing is like again uh the way the media is portraying it right is is they're already saying like innocent victim <laughs> like yeah. shot like, like they're already framing because they know he's gonna get off probably so they're already framing it to like let's cause some civil unrest because the fucking crazy right just killing people in the street like that's what they're going for i feel it i feel it in the air yeah it's 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 mind-blowing but i i think this courts are going to strike down the ocean mandate just because they're reading the writing on the wall Dude, man, I fucking hope. I mean, it's it's crazy. Again, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, it does kind of because I can't go to New York and do comedy. But like, <laughs> but like so it does a little bit. But like, uh, it, I just feel a bit like my wife got. The, she's a teacher. She now she wasn't forced to get the shot. She didn't. She was against it. She admittingly now regret. She got it. She got the J and J one. She just panicked. I think, and she regrets it. Yeah, my, my mom called me yesterday, and she's like, should I get the vaccine? I'm like, you're a fucking nurse. Why don't you tell me? And she's like, you're the smartest person I know. I'm like, that's terrifying. Like, <laughs> You should quit. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm like, you're a nurse, and you work in education. Like... <laughs> Like you gotta like I, to be fair, like she was going through nursing school when I was in high school, and I was in AP anatomy and physiology while she was taking anatomy and physiology in college, and I tutored her. But but like so like since the, like anything like and I've worked in the medical field on the other side, underwriting and analytics for a couple of years. And so she calls me for medical advice. I'm like, you're the fucking nurse, like <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know, like, wash it this way. Like, you're giving her medical advice. You're like, <laughs> like, should you be giving me the... <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see us healing as a... Like, I don't see this country just all of a sudden turning around the corner and be like, oh, you know what? We're cool again. Like, I just keep seeing it going down this path of, like, further and further and further and further division. And I don't know where we're going to go. I hope it doesn't get violent at any point. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if it did. You know, at one point down the future, uh, like real violent. I don't know. Again, don't want that. But who the fuck knows the way everything's turning. So where I guess we ended on this. Where where do you find think we'll be in 
2024 come the election where do you think this country's at man it's gonna be wild because like i think trump's gonna run for re-election and that primary <sighs> is gonna be wild to watch i don't know that he wins i don't know that he wins the primary because like i think the republican party is like seeing okay we need to like get a grip on things again um but like i think you're gonna see somebody like a nikki haley like a fucking what's her face out in south dakota how about the santas uh, i think he's stepping up but like god i fucking hate that guy um yeah he's he, he you know what he is to me it's like it's like i like that he's like fuck this shit right but it's like the way he goes about it i'm like well you're you're kind of like okay he's like i'm gonna write a law where you can't make mandates it's like yeah okay that's just as bad <laughs> you understand right. that right? it's like that's worse you get how that's worse right like <laughs> like like i get i get I get, it's like it's almost like I get his enthusiasm. I'm for his enthusiasm, right? But it's like you're going about it the wrong way. It's like it's like I don't and I don't know the right way necessarily. I just no. know that's not the right way. But again, I'd rather see this is the, this is the shitty thing that we get put in. Now I get put in the position of like, well, I'd rather that guy than you know what I'm saying than fucking yeah. a, a Democratic governor who's going to for sure just fucking shut everything down for for his own personal gain. Yeah. So it's it's like you putting me in this position was like, of course I'd rather have a DeSantis, of course. Of course, I'm, I'd be psychotic to say it otherwise because like, I know for a fact I'm not going to have to wear a mask and fucking have a shot. Yeah, no, that's the point like Pete Canonis has been making. It's right. Like, but like, and, and I disagree with it a lot. Like, I, I have some respect from Pete. I know me and Pete had a big blow up like a couple weeks ago. Um, he said some nasty things. I said some nasty things. Well, you I guys should a, just kiss. And it'll I be made fine. a video, but no, we talked. We talked. <laughs> we, we talked. About, I took down my video. Uh, we talked it out. Like we, we hashed that things up, and then he promptly got kicked off of Twitter. He, well, he <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> he did, but uh, like that's the whole point. Like I disagree with him. But he's like, we're we can't be playing defense anymore. Is his whole point? It's like it's time we stop playing defense. I I was at our uh, Bucks County uh, Libertarian meeting tonight, and um, we were talking about just like the school board meetings, and like you know, I I was like, hey, I, I was like, guys, listen, this is just my opinion and this is what i've been doing and i was like you guys could do it or not but i was like we have to stop acting nice like yeah. i'm i'm not saying go out there and just start choking out school board people <laughs> obviously that'd be awesome but like don't do that you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it'll be, like, it'll be so funny but don't do that but like i'm i'm just like this whole thing okay so uh one of the guys at our meeting tonight was like i spoke to my school board which is mostly republican which mm -hmm. is what bothers me even more about this whole thing and he goes he's like hey all the the face mask bullshit like you know we all know it doesn't doesn't do it like what are we doing and and her response was well other school districts are doing it this is a video i'm gonna send you <laughs> i'm gonna send you if i can find it um i don't know if he's pretty a friend of mine from the seacoast in new hampshire his son went to go speak at the school board meeting his 13 year old son and gets up there and he's just like fuck all of you like i've had three brain surgeries like i have difficulty breathing as it is and you're telling me i have to wear a mask it makes it hard for me to breathe i can't focus i'm falling behind in school because i can't fucking concentrate and focus with this mask because it makes it difficult for me to breathe because i've had fucking brain surgeries every one of you needs to resign i'm yeah, like that's awesome like 13 year old kid like so my whole point tonight was i was like tell these people and i'm really serious like yeah. To go fuck themselves, like to call them out for what they are, be like, "Oh, you're legitimate trash as a human being." I hope you fucking die. I just tell them who get make them feel like shit because they, they don't deserve to walk around and be like, "Oh, I'm just doing this." I don't know. No, no, no. no. That that's done. I, that I'm over that. I'm over now. I'm now I'm on the, I'm on the attack. I'm like, no, no, no. Fuck you. 
you're you're actually evil. Like you're ruining this fucking country. You're part of the fucking problem. Like you need to go. Like whatever that means to you, you gotta get the fuck out of here though. Like I I'm done with this fucking like we gotta play civil. We gotta play civil. No, we don't because they're not. When they're actively taking away our fucking freedoms and our rights and our jobs, why should we play civil? That's done. That time's over. There's no yeah, more time I don't know if Masha is still in the chat, but when uh, Masha was telling me a story once, she went to a school board meeting in Boston, and she wearing a Ted Kaczynski shirt, carrying a sign that says "Tyrants have addresses," and the uh, school nurse or health director or something comes up to her to tell her it was inappropriate, and she just spent like 15 minutes dressing the woman down for being fat. She's like, Good. "Fuck you! You're a fat piece of shit and setting Good. a bad example for kids." Like, Good. I hope somebody, right. I hope your family gets hurt. No, no, see, fucking, here we go. Unleash your inner honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Make fun of their appearance. I don't care. There's no level I'm not willing to, st- especially I'm a comic, so all day I'll roast the fuck out of these people. Like, that's easy for me. <laughs> like, I'll start, oh, you're fat? Easy. I'll just destroy you about how you're fat. Oh, you're ugly? No problem. I'll destroy you for how ugly you are. Oh, you're fucking this? No, I got it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll just, because you're, like, you're not going to outwit me. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I know I'm better and quicker than you are. So I, my whole thing is start making these people feel like shit. Make them feel like who they are, garbage human beings. Because all these fucking Republicans who were supposed to fight for the Constitution, who let the lockdowns happen, who let the mandates happen, who let them mask your fucking children, who let them fucking uh, potentially put other shit into your children – Fuck these people. They're not your fucking friends. They're not there for your fucking benefit. They're not there for your their rights. Tell them what they are. They are garbage and they should know so. That's it. Yep. That's my point. We can't do that. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Fuck you. Uh, fuck your family. Fuck you. Fuck the <laughs> horse you rode in on. <laughs> Justin, brother, tell everybody they can find you. Your, your great podcast that I was on at one point. Uh, tell everybody. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at O'Donnell4NH. It's a holdover from back from when I thought running for office could fix things. Um, I'm not going to get rid of it because they gave me a blue check mark and it lets me be mean to people and get away with it. But, <laughs> but also check out my show, O'Donnell for Liberty, here on YouTube over on Odyssey. Everybody should be over on Odyssey. I don't care what you're doing. I got I to gotta build a thing over there. I got to build a profile. YouTube is dumb. They keep censoring me. They keep demonetizing videos. Go over to Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey's great. Odyssey's run by libertarians. It's not even focused on libertarians. It's just run by libertarians. It's content all over the map there. There's gaming. There's art. There's fucking politics. The White House has a channel on Odyssey. Um, But like, yeah, get your content over on Odyssey. Follow me over on Odyssey. It's at um, O'Donnell for Liberty over there as well. And uh, or check out my website, O'Donnell, the number four, liberty.com. Um, it should be up now. I don't know. I was fighting with WordPress last night. It wasn't really working. But keep, <laughs> bookmark that. You can find my show on Spotify. That website will have links to find my show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, everywhere. Awesome. Uh, again, you guys, you guys know where to follow me. Uh, go get your tickets for the Poppin' Show. Drop10.com slash events. November 20th, two shows. 7 o'clock, 9.30 show. Uh, I'm hosting the 9.30 show, if that means anything to you guys. <laughs> I, might, I might do time on the 7 o'clock show, but no guarantees. I'm definitely going to host the 9.30 show, so coming out. Again, it's the only show I'm doing this November. December and on, I'll pick it up, but November I took off. Um, and again, like, subscribe, all that shit. Uh, check out my other podcast, Cult of Us. Go to go to the store, buy merch, drop com slash store. All that great shit. Uh, Justin, you're the fucking man. Thanks for doing this. Uh, everybody will be back next week or soon. I don't know. I don't have a schedule anymore. Fuck you guys. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Peace. Thanks for listening. 
Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.